Hello, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And we're back this week with Season 7, Episode 14, Partners. Hi, friends. Sorry we missed you. Um, sometimes when you're tired and sad, you don't want to do your podcast that you do for free. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't. It was very stressful this week. But then it was less stressful, so here we are. Yay! Podcast. Uh, so when last we left the show, uh, we had some actually some rare, rare, rather dramatic cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. Um, Karen had successfully scared off Jeff Goldblum, and Vince is now unemployed. Yet again. Or as we like to say, fun employed. He's very fun employed. Um, you may recall that he got fired from being a cop because a heist was happening and a cashier got shot because he was in the back trying on gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, this is relevant to this week's plot as well. Because, as we learned at the end of last week, he had not yet revealed this fact to Will. And I'm so proud of Will and Grace because they actually do deal with this plotline very immediately this week. Uh, Very effective use of episodic storytelling. Good job, Will and Grace. Let's all give them a round of applause. Uh, And it actually kicks off some of the plotline of this week's episode in a very good way. So we're excited to talk about that. All right. So let's get into the episode description. So, Will is reluctant to bring Vince to a dinner party at his boss, Lily Tomlin's, home, fearing he will scratch his chances of making partner at the firm. Um, so, basically, it's a very interesting way that the show does it. It is very interesting. Partly because Lily Tomlin is playing a guest star who we haven't seen before. Uh-huh. Who is, we're being told, is very important. Yes, we're like, this is Will's box, apparently, and... I'm pretty sure we haven't interacted with any of Will's bosses since, like, ben season... Ben Yeah, like, back when Ben Doucette was a character, and, so... And by comparison, Lily Tomlin comes off worse, objectively, because Ben Doucette was integrated into the show in a sometimes frustrating but regular way. Yes. Whereas Lily Tomlin is just, like, a special guest star who is on Will and Grace to be kooky. Like, literally, it was like they were like, we're not going to write any, like, actual dialogue for you, Lily Tomlin. We just want you to, like, say the next most bananas thing that you can think of. It's and like a word association game. It literally does feel that way. It's very, very strange. Um, But the show also sort of, like, opens this episode up in a very odd way. Mm-hmm. So we have Vince, and he's at Grace and Will's apartment. Right. And he's kind of sad because he has to tell Will about, you know, his being fired. And Will comes in and announces what sounds like, I made partner. Right. Let's go to dinner. And then, you know, Vince explains what actually happened. And mm-hmm. then we kind of find out that he has not made partner so much as he is up for partner. Yes, which is very different. Very different. And so to me, the, like, who's going to take me to dinner feels like it was from an original draft and they just, like, never took it out or something. It's weird. The other weird thing this episode does in the opening is, like, I I was actually... uh, pleased and impressed that they dealt with the Vince bit right away. Yes. But then there's like a secret time jump that they just don't tell us about. Yeah, it's like now it's a month later and there's not even like the help of a title card saying one month later. We're just like, I don't know, back at Panera Bread or wherever the yeah. fuck we are. And um, Which also feels like a late stage edition. Like this episode feels like it went through several drafts Yeah, trying to get at what it was going for, which is to move Will and Vince's relationship forward, but in a very strange and inorganic way. Yes. So, however undetermined amount of time later, at least a few weeks, almost certainly almost a month, we find out that Vince has been very depressed since losing his job. And 
again, a thing that isn't really totally explained. He's kind of been just, like, loafing around at Will and Grace's apartment. Which is weird because he has his own apartment. Yes. There's no sense that he lost his apartment. Yeah, there's no sense that he's lost his apartment. I mean, obviously, he's lost his therapist because his insurance went with the job. Clearly lost his therapist, dude. Um, So it makes sense that he would be, you know, spiraling into a depression. But it's very weird that he's spending all this time at Will and Grace's because, mm-hmm. you know, you can be depressed on your own couch. I have done it many a time. It's objectively easier. Yes, because there's less travel. Less sex, but, you know, Do you really easier. think that they're having sex? They're definitely not, no. That's probably part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And, like, Will is kind of complaining about it. They're not at Panera Bread, I realize. They're at the office. Right. Because they're complaining about the Chinese food that they're eating, which may or may not have cockroaches in it. Wait. So many questions. New York. Gross. Whatever. What are you going to do? <laughs> Health code violations. Um... But Will is sort of, like, trying to get Grace to bitch about Vince. and When he really wants to. When he really wants to. Very relatable feel. That was a very relatable feel when he was like, doesn't it just bother you how he does this? And Grace is like, not really. Like, <laughs> he's kind of going through it right now. I, I guess I'm glad that you're being so supportive. And, and Will's like, hmm, but, like, doesn't it bother you that, like, he hasn't applied for any jobs? And he's starting to get a little bit of a beer belly and... Keeps farting. Like, <laughs> keeps quoting commercials. Basically, he's turning into a straight man, and Will can't have that in his house. Will cannot have that in his house. And so it's it's very odd. Um, and it, the episode feels like it's setting up for, like, a nice elaboration of these plot points, the two of them having some sort of comic disagreement and, like, coming to terms with it. But instead... We are invited over to Lily Tomlin's house for, like, the Hunger Games? Basically. So she comes into Will's office and she's like, you have to come to a dinner party at my house. I'm not saying I'm deciding partner at that party, but I'm deciding partner at that party. Which is, I'm pretty sure, not what anyone would consider best legal practices. No, not at all. On any If anything, opening you up to legal action. Very much so. But on the other hand, then there's more billings for you, so maybe it's fine. You know. Um, Also, weird addition, she looks at Grace and goes, Grace... You look recently bitterly divorced. And Grace is like, indeed I am. She's like, you should come to this party too. I have a man I want to set you up with. And it's her husband. And yeah, so like, we're not going to like pussyfoot around. When we jump to the party in a few minutes, she has set Grace up with her husband, who is a man who is so, I don't even want to say like emasculated so much as like dehumanized. Yeah. Like he has ceased to be a person. Emasculating is what he wants to have happen to him. Which is in itself dehumanizing. Like, there's an entire thesis there about this. That, it's like, sort of like she treats him, like, literally as if he is a dog. Right. Like, by not emasculating him, she has emasculated him further. Like, it's, yeah, it's she's like a like, circle of emasculate. She's like... Words don't even have meaning anymore. She, there are no words. And so, like, he spends the whole party trying to convince Grace to spank him. And then <sighs> she does. Yeah. And, like, gives in. And he and she then she can't stop. She's spanking everybody. She's, yeah. Like, really excited to take out her aggression towards Leo on Sunday. Really, that's a little bit how you sound when you're like, oh, don't you ever, like, do any spanking in bed? And no, I'm like, I... oh, my God, did you spank one person once and you're just, like, out of control now? Okay, I want to back this up and explain that I am not into spanking in bed. But it's something like, it's not like it's something like that, but, like, <laughs> whatever, like, you're just, like, such an advocate for it that's, like, it happened to you once. It's like, you know, now we're in, like, the sexual BDSM version of Reefer Madness, and your eyes are all spiraling. Okay, first of all, no. Second of all, playing with BDSM can be very fun and educational. I totally agree. <laughs> but lo- sometimes you're a little like, Matthew, you don't like this, and you're weird. 
it's just sometimes you're so vanilla. Like, for example, when we're talking about any sort of BDSM practice I may have gotten into and your immediate thought was spanking, despite the fact that I have explicitly stated probably on this podcast that spanking doesn't really do it for me. Yeah, I really just block all that out for my own protection. <laughs> He's so vanilla. <laughs> now starring on this podcast, Matthew Redden, artisanal vanilla bean. Hey, vanilla beans are very necessary in many forms of baked cooking. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Vanilla is inherently a spice. It's just a very mild spice. You're a mild spice. No. You're a ginger spice. Ginger is quite the nice spice, actually. Mm. It's got a little bit of bite. There's a joke there, but I'm going to keep moving on. You have to bite it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Grace is, is spanking Lily Tomlin's husband the whole episode, and it's very... It's very weird. It's very weird. But then, like, so... In addition to this already weird plotline, now we're integrating the Vince stuff. Yes. So it's like, the Will spends the whole episode trying to kiss up to his boss, but then also, like, his boyfriend is, like, in the corner, like, looking at the curtains, being like, I was happy once. Yeah, he's like, I remember that day. Mm-hmm. Like, and so he's he's very much trying to straddle this line of being, like, impressive to his boss, but also a good, supportive boyfriend. Which are not mutually exclusive in any way, despite the episode trying to make us believe that they are. Yeah, they're not mutually exclusive. I mean, like, I would say that some of the things that Vince is doing is, I would say, very classic of people who have actual mental illness. That Mm -hmm. sometimes you don't really realize that your behavior is registering as, like, concerningly. yeah. unusual, antisocial, um, right. and it's not really appropriate for some venues. And so Will does a good job of kind of managing that, not like... I thought so, too. I thought the episode was really weird about how it was like, oh, no, Will is torn between these two things. And I was like, he's just, like, checking out his boyfriend and then, like... Going back to schmoozing. Yeah, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, frankly, Vince shouldn't have been there in the first place, but there was definitely, like, a you have to bring your wife or, like... Your boyfriend because you're the gay. Right, right. But, like, Lily Tomlin had this, like, thing where, like... Obviously, the person who was being made partner had to have a supportive spouse. Yeah. Which was again mind-boggling because she just set her husband up with Grace. like I So just, that he could get spanked. I, I feel like the fact that her logic didn't make sense was part of the character choice that the writers and or Lily Tomlin made. But I didn't. I couldn't follow it. I it didn't track. Yeah. They also didn't tell us who was even up for partner. Yeah. So I just assumed the show had written two other men, and it turned out to be the woman the whole time. Yeah, but it, w- it was very odd, um, because these are also characters we've never interacted with before. It's like, are these Will's colleagues? Are these people he's worked with closely? Like, do they have, like, an already existing competitive relationship? I think the second place finisher was mean to Will for one second last week in last week's episode. Possibly. Because like, they did thread the partner thing in very, very briefly as, like, a note in last week's episode. Yeah. I think he, like, knocked a paper out of Will's hand or something. It was like, ha-ha, you'll never be a partner now. Because apparently that's how it works in this crazy office. <laughs> I drink your milk! Like, this episode felt like The Hunger Games. If the logic behind The Hunger Games was as wacky as the fashion. Like, yes, The Hunger Games actually makes meticulous sense, despite the bizarro world fashions. Mm-hmm. But if... Like, the fashions match the, like, logic and reality. It would be this episode. It would be like, come impress me at a dinner party, and I will just eliminate people... Arbitrarily. Arbitrarily. It was like the Hunger Games meets Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, a little bit. Like, I kind of just expected, like, Oompa Loompas to come out and be like, Oompa Loompa Doompa Dee Doo. Women who are pregnant don't work at this firm. Like... (laughs) 
that is one of the well-known Oompa Loompa songs. <laughs> there are no women there. They're all pregnant. Yes. Think about it, America. <laughs> Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's very odd. But I, I found it, the tension that the show is trying to paint of Will, like, trying to decide between being a good schmoozer and being a good partner, I don't think actually exists to the level in which they think it does. Like, occasionally he does kind of go, Vince, like, can you, like, can you not? I like the exact moment when Lily Tomlinson tries to like really make it like it's still Lily Tomlin. A, oh my god, the exact moment where Lily Tomlin tries to make it like, oh, either come to this table or you don't get to be on the firm. Like, Lily literally walked away for like one second to be like, hey Vince, like you're crying into the curtains. Like, what's going on with you, buddy? Like, yeah. And then Will does not cave to this pressure and insists, says, I'm going to take my partner home. He's clearly like not. He's straight up not having a good time right now. Which is like. That was the other thing, too. It was like, that's kind of the nuclear response. Like, maybe you could just, like... Let Vince leave. Let Vince leave. Or, like, like maybe Vince just needs to sit at the table and be sad. And, like, it's not a big deal. Like Sometimes people are sad, Karen. Yeah, I just... I... And then somehow, like, that's what is, like, ah, you're, you make partner now because you were... Not even because you stood up to me. Like... Because you're really gay? I don't... I have no idea what the reasoning was. I don't know what the reasoning, reasoning was is. at all. I think it was just like, well, this plotline is over, so you get the job. Yep. So Will gets the job, which... Hooray! Also, backing up, wasn't the whole point of the plotline earlier in the show that he was a partner at the firm? It may be one of those things where it was like he was a junior partner and now he's But, like, up, he's a real partner now? Now he's up to be, like, a managing partner or something. Know, Law man. firms are confusing and I don't really know how they work. It was just weird. It was a weird plotline and I didn't enjoy it. I also didn't enjoy it. But then it wraps up with the weirdest and possibly worst ending. Yeah. Like, if you thought Lily Tomlinson was... Oh, my God. If you thought Lily Tomlin... If you thought Lily Tomlin was insane this week, like, she has nothing on Vince. Yeah, Vince goes, like, full-on, full-time crazy. Like, literally, like, the end of the episode, we're back in Will and Vince's... And Grace's apartment. Will and Vince's apartment. He lives there now. He lives there, And Vince is, like... Back to normal. He's clearly taken some of his happy pills. Uh-huh. And he's like, Will, like, thank you so much for saying that. That was really supportive. I think we need to take a break. And both of us were just kind of like, the fuck? Yeah, I kind of forgot that that's how it happened. Because I did remember that they ha- they do briefly break up. But I couldn't for the life of me remember what the reasoning is. And like, so- I, mean, I still know what the reasoning is because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and I mean, some of the things that Vince says do make sense. Like, he's out of a job. He needs to sort some stuff out with himself mental mm-hmm. health wise. Like, those things are all true. But they don't need to happen without Will in the picture. And it's a very strange leap to like break them up yeah it feels very like ross and rachel we were on a break right now we're like equally weird reasoning to have that happen in the first place like Mm -hmm. there's no reason they couldn't be in a relationship but vince be like hey maybe i just can't see you for a week or so so i can get my shit together because i'm relying on you taking care of me and not fixing my life yeah and i mean it's interesting because the show itself actually uses the term like we need a break Mm mm-hmm and then, like, Vince leaves and Will's like, I think we just broke up. And it's just like, so were, were, they, were they speaking in code? Like, is this some, like, primitive gay language that I don't understand? Because I definitely read that as, wow, we need a little bit of a break from each other to sort our shit, shit out and we will reconnect soon. And then he walked out and they're like, cool, we're broken up now. And, like, I, I'm trying to think, like, maybe Will's just, like, taking it too seriously. And he's like, well, if he asked to be on a break, then obviously we're breaking up. And Vince is going to be in, like, the next episode, like... What do you mean? I said we needed a break. But I don't I don't have enough confidence in the show being that nuanced. 
No. I just don't. It, it reads as Vince wants to break up with Will because reasons. But, like, neither of them can actually say that. So they're like, let's just take a break. And then I'll never see you again. Because I've had that breakup. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's also possible that Vince's reasons for breaking up with Will are very much so in the, like, intense self-loathing, self-sabotage sure. kind of vein. And mood has been there. Uh-huh. But it's it, it just, it feels very false to include it in this episode where we kind of finally see Will, like, put aside his irritation and, and actually right. step up to the plate to be a supportive partner. Right. Like, wholeheartedly, not just, like, performatively. And it, it feels weird that Will wouldn't be upset about that in the same way. Yeah. Like, Will is obviously upset that Vince and him are breaking up, but, like, in their actual conversation, Will takes that, like, I'm breaking up with you really well. Yeah. Which is weird, because if I had just risked losing my partnership mm-hmm. in the Hunger Games for, my for partner. you, and then came home, and you were like, Thanks so much for doing that. I'm going to get my shit together. And then you were like, I'm breaking up with you. Right. Like, I would lose my actual goddamn mind. I know. I'm watching you almost do it right now. And it's just a hypothetical. I know. (laughs) Like, it just, the logic doesn't make sense. I could understand if the Hunger Games plotline wasn't a thing and Will and Vince got in some unrelated fight and Vince was like, wow, you're totally right. I've been really relying on you, and I need some time for myself. Uh-huh. But that's not really what happens. So here's my thought, is that, like, there were actually originally going to be two episodes, and then they decided to cobble together some sort of Franken episode. I, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Because I just, some, you, the way that you just described it, it actually sounds very much so like there was intended to be a plot where Vince kind of embarrasses Will at work, and then a plot where Vince and Will get into a fight because Vince can't get his shit together, and then they break up. Well, and even the introduction to the episode also feels Frankenstein on. You know, like, it feels like the episode where Will and Vince are honest with each other about Vince being out of work it needs to be its own episode. And the fight with the boss needs to be its own episode also i don't i don't know i don't know what the solution is it feels like somehow this episode got condensed down mm-hmm. either from an original two episodes or like it's two different episode ideas that got squished together i mean we haven't even gotten to karen and jack who are basically incidental in this episode yeah they have an entire subplot that basically has nothing to do with nothing yeah um Basically, like, I, we, I don't even want to vote, devote that much time to it. No, um, there's nothing to talk about. Basically, Rose Rosario's sick, mm-hmm. and Karen is like, no, she's not. She's faking it. And then, surprise, she's really sick and needs to get her tonsils out. And then yeah. Karen breaks down about it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. But also, we are coming at it from the disadvantage of hindsight, where the revival has tackled this topic much more effectively. Oh, yeah, that episode made me fucking cry. Yeah. Like, it's it's all the same character beats of Karen not being willing to admit how much Rosario means to her. hmm But better. And th- the show's already done that before. I mean, it's... Yeah. It's... We don't need to keep rehashing this plot line that, like, Karen actually cares about Rosario. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, we get it. Right. It's been clear subtext from basically Rosario's first appearance. Like, and the fact that this episode goes so far as to like fake Rosario's death to like get it is like weird, especially yeah. again in retrospect. Yeah, very strange. And I mean, like, there the only other thing that like is even remotely kind of interesting about this bit is that we are occasionally reminded that remember that time that Jack was a nurse. <laughs> yes, that's true. Like, so that was kind of funny. And then there's a bit where like you know he keeps telling Rosario since she's had her tonsils out that like she should save her voice because speaking will be very painful. Yes, and then he keeps funny. mishearing everything she's saying. And then like, it's like you have to speak up a little, dear. 
Like she's like, "Thank you, Jack." And he's like, "What?" <laughs> she's like, "Thank you, Jack." And he's like, "I still didn't catch that." And yeah. like he makes it repeated a few times. And so like it's funny, but like the whole plot ultimately you could just you could just throw that in the whole I, trash. And believe me, I have complained on this podcast so many times about all the parties that Will and Grace and Jack and Karen have gone to that are clearly one person got an invite and the other three just showed up. Uh-huh. Case in point, Thanksgiving. Yep. Um, but it felt like they could have been a little bit better used this week. I mean, considering how bananas of a character Lily Tomlin is, Plus, yeah. like, it would have made perfect sense for it to just be like, oh yeah, this is Karen's oldest friend, whatever the fuck her name is. Right. And Karen and Jack could have just been at this party. Like, Well, and, you know, issues with the revival we're not going to spend a lot of time discussing aside. There is certainly something to the fact that right now on Will and Grace, there's kind of three main characters in the last couple of episodes. And that dynamic works pretty well. Uh-huh. Like, I could have seen this has been an episode where, like, Will went with Vince and Grace went with either Karen or Jack. Uh-huh. That dynamic makes sense to me. Yeah. But, like, having both Jack and Karen forced to, like, kind of aimlessly flop around like a Magikarp, like, no. Didn't do it for me. Magikarp. 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 <laughs> Sorry, do you not just say Pokemon names in character, listeners? Come on. Come on, Missouri. We know you do. <laughs> you're, that's all you're doing, Missouri. Magikarp. So, yeah. So this episode leaves us in a weird place. Um, we know from l- talking about this last week that Jeff Goldblum will come back to the show at some point in the immediate future. Uh-huh. So that's going to take up some time and space. Clearly, Vince and Will will get back together. So this feels like, I don't know. It's like late installment weirdness, where like they're just kind mm. of treading water, and they're like, man, we still have so many episodes left of this show. How come no one's invented having less episodes in this season yet? I guess we'll have to wait 10 years. Like, you know, like, it yeah. all feels like filler that wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. It's just like in the Pokemon anime. I'm not going to explain that. I just... You just wanted to say it? I just it. wanted to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I mostly wanted to say it, and I wanted you to just, like, glare at me. Did and it. then you didn't, so that shows growth. Well, that's... We've all learned a lot today, boys and girls. <laughs> Is Mr. Music okay? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. That's, uh, that's the whole kitten caboodle. That's the whole kitten caboodle. Okay, like, let's take a brief step back about kitten caboodle. Is it Kit and Caboodle, or is it Kitten Caboodle? It's Kit and Caboodle. Okay. I was today years old when I learned that. I could, I could explain why to you, but I I don't want to. Could, uh, could my drag name be Kitten Caboodle? No. But why not? Because I would smother you. Okay. Just to save America from Kitten Caboodle. <laughs> <laughs> Coming next week, starring my new drag persona, Kitten Caboodle. <laughs> All right, uh, that's it. Matthew, tell them where we are on the internet. Wow. So if you want to send notes to Kitten Caboodle, <laughs> you can tr- start by uh, sliding into our DMs. We are at Not A Couple Show. On? On Twitter. That's where the DMs are, Tess. There are DMs on Instagram, too. Okay, well, on Instagram, you cannot send us anything. We don't have one of those. But we do have a Facebook page, a Tumblr feed. You can also send us an email at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. No nudes. And if you're listening to this, you know that you can find us on one of our three locations. But tell a friend. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Podbean. Hooray! 
that's it. <laughs> that's the whole episode. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, especially you folks in Missouri who enjoyed our Magic Carp impersonation. Magic Carp. Um, I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this has been Not a Couple. Bye bye. Bye. This week's episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Meow. Hi, Eliza. You are so beautiful. This week's episode is sponsored by Magikarp. 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 Magikarp.